This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com. Happy Halloween and welcome to The Waiting Room, episode number 22. Today we are going to be talking about fear and facing fear and whether fear is our friend or foe. And that's partly in spirit of Halloween, but partly because fear is a very... Um, natural and basic response and emotion that we all we all can can understand or have experienced in our life. So, um, I am Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez, along with Katie Fetzer, and just briefly, uh, the Waiting Room is a podcast that discusses mental health topics um, and how we apply psychology to everything from pop culture and current events to relationships and social issues. Uh, each episode is uh, not only Katie and I, but uh, expert guests that we have on to contribute to whatever the topic may be. You can join the conversation by submitting your thoughts and questions via email at info at surprisinglywell.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You never know what we'll discuss. And just a brief disclaimer, the contents of this show uh, should not be mistaken for psychotherapy or counseling. It's not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for mental health counseling. If you are interested in scheduling an appointment with one of our licensed mental health professionals, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at 225-448-3359, or you can call your local hospital. We're going to take a quick break and come back to discuss fear. And now, today's Manners Minute. In an effort to help make our city a great place to live, work, and raise families, I implore you to take the Pledge of Respect and accept the quest for personal best. Before you speak, ask yourself if the words you're preparing to speak will be respectful or hurtful. Ask yourself if the action you're about to take is going to help someone or harm someone. And ask yourself if the attitude you're showing conveys respect or disrespect. Even when we know what we should do, we often fail to do it. It has been said the difference between knowing and doing determines the victory. If we want a victory over the struggles in our city, we have to be willing to do what it takes, each and every one of us striving to be our best so that together Baton Rouge can be her best. Please choose respect. Visit hashtag BRRespect at mannersoftheheart.org to join the movement and sign the pledge with respect, Baton Rouge thrives. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back, everyone, and happy Halloween. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about fear to go along with um, a Halloween theme since today is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, does that bring up some emotion? It does. I'm sure everyone can know that that... Um, okay, okay. That, <laughs> that's enough of that. <laughs> that tune, I'm sure uh, that brings up a lot of um, scary feelings for some of you if you have seen the movie's Halloween. Um, oh, God, that one always scared me. Yeah. Jaws. 
Jaws, <laughs> Jaws is a scary. For some reason, I like watching Jaws though. It's like a a scary. There's that nostalgia I like for sure. Yeah, something something to do with that. I don't know. Um, but in all seriousness, we are talking about fear because it is truly something that. Um, can be very debilitating and crippling for a lot of people, but it also can be in a lot of ways motivating. Mm -hmm. And so kind of our theme and question of the day is fear. Is it your friend or foe? Um, And if it is your foe, how can you make it your friend? Right. (laughs) Um, Because that is all possible. Just to kind of start off with a a, a definition, this is a definition that psychology today provided about fear. And it they describe it to be a vital response to physical and emotional danger. Um, and, you know, they talk about how if it's if we didn't feel fear that we could not then protect ourselves from legitimate threats. So in that regard, fear is actually a protector. You know, it keeps you from walking mm-hmm. into a dark alley by yourself late at night. It may keep you from um, putting yourself in really risky or dangerous situations. And so it also can be motivating too. Um, anxiety to some degree can. Um, and fear is technically a, you know, anxiety is actually what they call a fear-based disorder. And so they go hand in hand, but all things in moderation. Um, because if you have too much of it, it can be very crippling. And some of you have made of, may have heard of phobias. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that Um Dr. Rocky, what else do we want to say about fear? Just as a quick intro, anything you want to add? I, I think, like you said, it's on a spectrum. You know, there's there's healthy forms of fear. Um, there is, you know, debilitating forms of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But often we fear situations that are far from life or death and thus hang back for no good reason. Mm-hmm. So um, traumas, bad experiences, they can trigger fear responses within us and that's hard to quell. Yeah. So I think... Um, you know, exposing yourself to personal demons is the best way to move past them. However, mm-hmm. we'll, eat, we'll also discuss how to do that in a healthy way. And also with someone that's a professional, um, if you do have um, some debilitating fears or phobias, that's mm-hmm. like, say, I think kind of a, the biggest one, and we hear a lot of just morning talk shows, they always dive into it, is they had the, um, the, a recent, um, incident on airplane, but plane fear flying. Oh yeah. You know, so, um, and, and so there's some phobias that people can just kind of avoid, but then there's some that really are, you know, driving and flying and things like that. So, um, and I think too, mentioning just how sometimes fear can occur, you know, as a result of like a trauma. So you might actually go through something that's terribly terrifying Mm -hmm. and your life may at one point have been in danger, you know, throughout maybe a, a trauma you experienced. And in that case, fear was a good thing. You know, fear, in some ways, you know, t- is sending your body signals that you need to fight or flight. You right. need to flee the scene. You need to do what you need to do to protect yourself. But then what can happen is that fear can kind of linger. And even though you're out of the dangerous situation or scenario, the fear kind of tends to like hang around. And in that case, fear becomes your foe. It becomes kind of, you know, it's something that you don't want around because you're no longer in danger yet. It's sending your body signals that you are and it can cause things like panic attacks. Right. So it's, you know, we're going to kind of touch on fear and the different, different ways that it can kind of present. Um, and then also most importantly, how to be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like the physical reaction, I think of fear too. And we're obviously not medical professionals, but Mm -hmm. you know, the, the different um, chemicals that are released in your body when you are exposed to some stimulus that causes fear. And I think that's why there's a whole horror movie industry or, you know, haunted houses and things that people like to have that adrenaline rush from fear. For for somebody like me, I, I don't find that to be a pleasant experience. I don't like to be, um, fear and entertainment are not the same in the same sentence for me, but for a, a huge 
demographic of people it is. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of, you know, again, analyzing fear from all different yeah, vantage points. Definitely. Um, just to start off with some facts about fear or just things that we think can be important to know. One being that, you know, like we were saying, fear can actually be healthy at times. Um, fear comes in many shades and forms. Um, it is it's not as automatic as you think. So sometimes fear can be you know, part learned behavior, um, part taught in some ways, and mm-hmm. also can be part just instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll kind of notice sometimes that you may feel fear, but you're not necessarily in danger and you don't have to be in danger to fear, feel fear. And then it works the other way too. You don't have to feel fear when you're in danger. Sometimes it doesn't work that way either. Right. Um, right. I think that fear also is something that can kind of dictate the actions that you take Um, and that is something too, that we can talk about because it can in some ways be used as a motivator into your advantage. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the different types of fear and phobias and the different ways that they can kind of present for people. Yeah. So I think, um, uh, well, and we'll also kind of break down the difference between fear and anxiety and a phobia. So Mm -hmm. a phobia typically is having that physiological and psychological response to a specific stimulus. Like, like I said, the fear of flying or the fear of driving or the fear of insects. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's probably multiple books written on just, um, and there's a name probably for every different type of phobia. Um, and I think that if you've noticed, um, a repeated reaction, a negative reaction to a stimulus, mm-hmm. you know, talk with a mental health provider about, um, could this potentially be a phobia? And if so, uh, what's the research and the literature say about the particular phobia and how to treat it? Um, mm-hmm. There's something in our profession called immersion therapy that does um, help you walk through certain steps uh, to c- overcome a certain phobia or fear. Again, that needs to be done with a licensed professional that's been trained on how to do that. Right. But there is help out there if you do have, um, a, like I said, a phobia to something specific. I mean, and it's funny because people automatically think that the phobia has to be something scary or um, have, you know, some type of negative uh connotation surrounded with mm-hmm. it but not necessarily people have right. phobias of of pretty much anything right yeah I'm, I'm thinking of of examples in terms of like my work with clients um you know I work with a lot of young kids and they might have a phobia for example of hospitals yet they've never really been in one except mm-hmm. for when they were born mm-hmm. yet they have this intense fear of hospitals right and so they'll think about it they'll ruminate on it and they'll you know talk about it at night and it wakes them up in the middle of the night because they're scared. Oh gosh, what if something happens and I get sick and I have to go to a hospital? Um, so it's, it's also looks at maybe just to your perception of things and how powerful that can be. Um, and phobias, of course, you know, they present in, there's different types of phobias and fears, um, and they can present in different ways. So the one I just named is an example of one that, um, it's not something you, you want to be scared of. You don't want to be scared of a hospital. Um, hospitals are to help. And so that would be something that we would want to work towards breaking down. Whereas maybe a phobia of a snake isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, because when you see a poisonous snake, you need to be scared of it. If you Mm -hmm. went up and picked it up and played with it, you could put yourself in some serious harm. Right. So in some ways, phobia can essentially be your friend. And then in some ways it can... Yeah, not be. Um, and I think it all just depends on assessing the the level of, of risk and realistic nature behind that fear. And so it becomes a, you know, part of what counseling can do is it helps to be to really analyze perception versus reality. Yep. And looking at the level of 
of threat, so to speak, and you're kind of working with your therapist um, regularly on a weekly basis, and all along you're you're eventually getting to a place where you're comfortable and ready to face quote your fear right um and they actually say that facing your fear is really the only way that you can overcome it because avoiding Mm -hmm. it will just increase the anxiety right exactly not looking at it you know and it's scary to turn and look at something that we're fearful of when I work with clients I often say you know let's look at the probability versus the possibility which is the same thing that you just described Mm -hmm. that you know um the the probability of your plane crashing versus the possibility. Right. Um, and I think once you can look at actual statistics and numbers and have that evidence-based research in front of you um, can help to build this defense mechanism up to when mm-hmm. you're just, you know, seemingly having conversations or thinking about planning a trip and these fears start to come up, you then have the coping skills and the that, that positive self-talk to talk yourself down and right. diminish that fear. Right. And I think, too, knowing that... Um, you know, mental health professionals are trained to really be knowledgeable and understand and be educated on both the mental and physical aspects of fear. So you might visit visit your um, your primary care physician, like a medical doctor, for like a, a full workup before you actually start working with a counselor to work through that fear, just to make sure there's nothing else, you know, going right. on that could be triggering the, the anxiety or the fear or the panic. Um, but then once you're, you've kind of worked through that process, a mental health professional is trained to look at both the physical and the mental. And, you know, there's things that you can incorporate to really reset your physical system, um, which is that panic feeling that you might be experiencing as a result of fear. And that would be something like meditation or exercise to really get your system back on track. Because mm-hmm. even though you might have, you know, worked on developing some real as- realistic ways of thinking to combat the irrational fears, you might still be in a situation where your body is still having panic responses. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you have to physically reset that. And that involves doing things like exercise, eating healthy, um, getting in a routine, making sure you're having a good, you know, sleeping pattern, all in meditating, of course, too. All of those things will help to send your brain signals that, you know, you can feel calm and that it will send that calming pathway back into your brain so that the fear is not so overpowering. And that in a way is kind of how you would learn to treat fear as more your friend not right. your foe um because if it is your foe it's really really hard to deal right. with and it's not fun no and the longer you sit with it the bigger it grows um in your mind too and so to go back to what you said about the meditation and the mm-hmm. mindfulness about how right. to really center yourself um and, and ground yourself in the present and the here and now to understand you know is this fear something that I'm thinking about and now that's kind of run away with me or is it right. something that's actively happening in the Mm -hmm. moment right and I think a lot of people too they it it just it's human nature to want to fight against the feeling um but in what that does is actually it gets your brain trapped in that fight or flight mode and so it's the worst thing that you can do is try to fight against it when a mental health professional will actually help sit with you and help Mm -hmm. you teach you tools to learn to actually accept the fear as it's coming in instead of fighting against it. And so you're essentially do you know, working with your therapist to take deep breaths and do things to learn to sit with the anxiety. And, um, as one of my old professors, um, always would say, learn to ride it like a wave. And so it's, you're kind of imagining yourself on this wave as the anxiety is peaking. And then you're working with a therapist to kind of help you bring it down. And in that ways you're learning to make it your friend instead of seeing it as something that's you're trying to fight against because in reality, you know, anxiety is never going to fully go away. We all have it. Right. And in some ways we can learn to manage it better so that it's actually productive. Right. Right. 
Right. So I think the the main thing to really take away from this episode about fear is to know that your responses are very normal Mm -hmm. um, and that there is people out there, professionals out there that can help you work through a fear. And this is not something that's here to stay. You know, as we grow older and have life experiences, like Katie said, mentioned the traumas and triggers, um, doesn't mean that we have to hold on to those for eternity. We can work with a mental health professional and learning how to release that um, and then practice that in other areas of our life to where other anxieties aren't overcoming us. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and just ending on this Halloween um, Halloween note, I think that Halloween is an example of something that really like in our environment kind of elicits that like spooky fearness mm-hmm. and I think or fear that can come up. And I think that it's a, a good example of how it's really when it comes to fear it's really all about perception you know it's our perception that halloween's this you know scary um themed holiday and that you know we dress up in scary costumes and um we have haunted houses and so all of that is really shaping our perception and it's something that is very powerful but it also is something that you can actually mold and change once you learn to be able to separate and differentiate the difference between your perception and your reality you can really overcome your fears yeah (laughs) yeah so we hope that you have found this podcast helpful um it was short quick and to the point but if you are wanting more information um please reach out to us or um visit us on podcast225.com we will take a quick break and we will be back shortly to close out um, but hopefully without a big great white shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, I have often heard you talk about the fear that some people have when they retire, think they're going to be able to make it, and then they realize, I don't have enough money. I got to go back to work. Just living's expensive. Yeah. You know, take a trip to Destin, Florida for the weekend. Yeah. Just got back from Miami. (laughs) No doubt. Uh, It blows me away how... Some people that you know, mm-hmm. you ask, how can they afford to travel? It's like, you know, they're putting on a credit card, sure. they're building debt. Sure. You know, look, we want to retire, have a great retirement and do some things and you play golf and, yeah. and do a little bit of traveling. But, yeah. you know, where's the money come from? Right. It's not getting cheaper. we got inflation. Right. How do you hedge against inflation? Mm-hmm. How do you grow your money, protect your assets and look at the big picture? So an income plan, detailed, holds you accountable. Let's do it. Give me a call. And for people who are skeptical quickly here... It's not hard to understand. It's very simple. We're not going to talk over your head, direct to you, get you through the process. It takes one to two meetings when you have you on the right step. BrianLowFinancial.com. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room, episode 22. Uh, We were discussing fear and um, 
phobias and whether or not facing your fear um, can be an empowering experience and you can learn to make it your friend or your foe. Um, we thank you so much for tuning in. You can listen to us on iTunes and podcast225.com. If you'd like more information about the wellness studio, you can visit www.surprisinglywell.com or call us at 225-448-3359. I hope everybody has a very happy Halloween if you are partaking in that holiday and we will hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Waiting Room. This has been a podcast 225.com production. 